0: Terror where we talk about stickers and which Spice Girl you are. This is an interlude, which means that Emily won't be present at this one. That's right, Emily. We're writing you out again. You sorry piece of shit. <laughs> I'm Jennifer.
1: I'm Whitney. I'm Steph.
0: And Whitney, I hear that
1: you have a story to tell me. I do have a story to tell you, but first I want to point out that your podcasting layer is not as dark
2: and dank as I thought it would be.
0: You're not paying enough attention, (laughs) then. Let me point out a couple things to you.
2: Uh Okay, I'm scared. As she brings out a dagger.
0: Um, that is a book of shadows, which I will pull down for you. It has a baphomet on
2: it. Baphomet? Baphomet? Baphomet. Baphomet. Oh, I'm missing something, obviously. Oh, Oh, hello. He's beautiful. Yeah, he is.
0: Um, these are... The tarot cards that Emily and I were reading from on one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Clint, that was a loud slam. Sorry, Clint. <laughs> Sorry, Clint. These are from Salem. Ooh. And they are actually curse candles. I was going to ask
2: you if they were haunted. Okay. Not
0: good magic candles, but curse candles. This one is to jinx
2: your enemies and bring them bad luck. Do you treat them like a, a like a, what is it called, like a dung bomb? Like, you know, you light them and you, like, throw them in someone's direction. Yes, you
0: light them and then you throw them at the person that you're trying to
2: curse. Yes. I obviously don't know enough about cursing people. Um, I
0: appreciate
1: you setting the mood for me.
2: This is a,
0: uh, another curse candle. This one is to cause mischief in your enemy's love life. Ooh! So any of you out there who have ever broken my heart or might break my heart in the future, just know. I can fuck your shit up.
2: Yeah, she's ready. She she has it like stockpiled just in case. A fresh candle just for you. Uh,
1: So there are several also books mm -hmm, of -hmm. dark subjects. Oh, I fucked up my. my
0: Oh, I didn't even show you what's in the box yet. There's a box in my room. We'll do a big reveal.
2: (gasps) Is it a human heart? Is it people bones? This. Is it like uh, shrunken heads? Is it poison? For us.
0: It's poison. No, actually, so this is yes an actual bundle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You'll notice my slightly demonic bottle of wine. Yes, we do. My
2: tiny cauldron. For tiny magic. And this is Whoa. an
1: old, 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 old. Hedge
0: Witch tradition. Mm. Mm. It's a box of magic. Okay.
1: I see what looks like
0: a tooth in there. Mm-hmm. There is a tooth. There's also a copper ring. hmm hmm And uh, some peppercorns. This is a huge piece of silver. Is that mm-hmm. an alligator tooth? This is a deer antler that has been carved in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ceremoniously. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a tiny grandfather bear in there for any of you who have family out there that practice... Native American traditions, you'll be familiar with that. Bird feathers, all kinds of stuff.
1: So, we're ready.
0: Would you like to reevaluate your assessment (laughs) of my lair? Oh,
1: damn. The lair has a great ambiance. It feels really light, but if you look a little bit closer,
2: you'll be terrified. It fools you, for sure. (laughs) it, it It fools you into coming in, and then now you're trapped in its terroriness. That's what happened to me. Oh? You're trapped? Well. (laughs) Let's
0: see what the cards
2: say. Okay. Please do.
0: It says the sun. Oh, that's not bad. Unless you're Icarus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, my story, unfortunately, doesn't have anything to do with the sun. Okay. It's really not even... um, particularly lair-y, but I wanted to talk about it because it's something that I encountered whenever I was pretty young, and um, I don't think I've ever heard anything about anything like this on another podcast, which I listen to a large amount of. Um, I would say it probably fits into the category of macabre or creepy more than anything else. But, um, I want to start by showing you a picture because this is how I first encountered it. So, um, I'm going to show it to you, Jennifer, and then if you could describe what it looks like for the audience.
0: Well, there's this tiny house that basically looks like one of those, like, four dot Legos. It has some shiny, like, shitty striped awning on the right-hand side There is a small covered porch of note on the front. The door mostly looks like a normal door, but the window next to it is comically large. It is brick. It looks like there are one, two, three, four shades of brick, varying from brick red to tan to light tan to a darker purple color. Mm -hmm. And the tile of the roof is a typical triangle, like the roof structure is a typical triangle roof but um the tile looks like it's like a reddish brown and that looks like a covered up chimney at the very top
1: it was very thorough but i'm gonna oh, show it to you stuff just in case whoa um so that you can get a feel for this tiny house i did not expect it to be so tiny based it's on like a tiny tiny house it's yeah. tinier than most tiny houses
0: all of you in the tiny house movement you should be fucking ashamed you should
2: hang that your means- heads This house looks smaller than the apartment that I live in right now. Yeah, 100% smaller, at least. (laughs) This is like, not even 500 square feet.
1: Yeah, it's really small.
2: Why would they even build a roof for this? Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) would you guys be surprised to further learn that this tiny, tiny house is actually inside of a cemetery?
0: Nope. I wouldn't be shocked by
2: that at all. I'm surprised only by the decor. Okay. I would expect someone who lives in a cemetery to really just embrace it and say, fuck it. I'm going to go wild. I'm not going to do like this typical combination of tan, brown, reddish colors. I'm going to build a fucking gothic like mini castle. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: well i know that that's what i want to see in a cemetery i mean yes that is true that is also what i want to see in a cemetery if i lived in a cemetery that's the type of house (laughs) that i would build Mm -hmm. but i know
0: it's not uncommon especially in the house for there to be uh caretakers in the cemetery actually live on cemetery premises Mm -hmm. and um especially if you have a private cemetery now if it's an incorporated cemetery because times have changed yes for those of you who don't know corporations do own your fucking cemeteries whoa but
1: i like where you guys are going with this but it's actually not what this house is for i'm gonna show you because again this is how i also experienced it i'm gonna show you a picture of the inside of the house i'm so excited yeah what you think i can't wait Do you want to describe what it is? Oh, that's
0: fucking dark.
1: Do you want to describe it?
0: Okay, so there is an old-fashioned baby carriage made of light blue wicker Okay. Mm -hmm. with, it appears to be a fucked up looking baby doll in there. Yeah, fuck yeah. Next to, so the carrier is actually in a corner, and how old-fashioned this is, it looks like it has traditional iron wheels Mm
2: -hmm. and iron
0: handle. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell that there's some sort of placard, like, it looks like maybe perhaps over a small fireplace, the floor is carpeted, and very similar carpeting to my own. Yes. Um, The, so this, uh... Baby carriage is in a corner, and that corner is next to a window where there's, like, a doll with its arms outstretched. It looks like a boy in trousers and socks. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little girl baby doll standing next to the carriage that looks like she's in a fucking, like, winter wonderland outfit. Mm -hmm. Looks like there is another baby doll sitting in what might be, again, a very old-fashioned, like, high chair.
2: And... A I doll in a high chair?
0: Yeah, and okay. then and that's also situated in front of the window. And there's also an object in front of that, but I can't tell what it is.
1: Yeah, so Jen is right. I'm going to show Steph a slightly different angle so she can see. She'll see the red Winter Wonderland baby doll, but she'll also see a little bit um, more of what's inside of it. Oh, is this
2: no. a memoriam?
1: We'll get to that shortly. Oh,
2: no. You
1: want to tell people what you're seeing?
2: I'm seeing a creepy ass room. Um. <laughs> so
1: I feel like dolls are kind of my thing because I also I I think I first mentioned Robert the doll. I think you were yes, already yeah. um, researching this, but I came across this house in the middle of a cemetery when my great grandmother in Alabama moved across the street from it,
2: and from the cemetery. Yes. No, grandma.
1: And right across the street from said tiny tiny house which no, no. i was spending the summer with her and of course as a child like you think oh there's a playhouse across the street i'm gonna wander over oh, there no fair enough waiting. it and does look a
0: lot like a playhouse yeah
1: yeah and i i um got a little bit lost in the cemetery and it might have as scarred me might do mm-hmm. yes. for the rest of my life so whenever we had the opportunity to Talk about this. I wanted to research what exactly happened here. <laughs> Steph has just zoomed in on the baby doll in the high chair, and um, this it's person got some crayons
2: in front of it. Yeah, this person has not only placed the baby doll in the high chair, but it's also given this baby doll a box of crayons to be entertained by, and I just thought that that was slightly strange. Man,
0: that baby doll has, like, some serious side-eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah that, that
1: baby doll looks like it could Maybe it's mad. Maybe I you wanted Play-Doh and not sleep. crayons. It could be. It could be.
2: If I was a baby, I wouldn't want Play-Doh.
1: So do you guys want to know what happened?
2: First, I want to know, did you take these pictures yourself?
1: I did not. Okay. These are pictures that I sourced mm-hmm. online because I have not been back to said, creepy tiny tiny house i don't understand why you have it well i mean i i probably need to make it more of a priority (laughs) um getting lost in a cemetery when you're little is is a little bit
2: traumatic yeah so also does this tiny house have anything else because what i'm not seeing is a bathroom or a kitchen or any type of bed it's It's just just a room
1: it's just one room okay um and it is it is built over a grave site mm-hmm. and in the front yard
2: there are two more graves and I'll kind of go into So that. is this could, could it possibly be me more of someone some of the persons who have been buried around this house. It was built for that dead person rather than an actual home. Yes, I'm gonna tell you that right uh, Yes.
1: Um so
0: As she throws up her arms <laughs> in victory. <laughs>
1: So, the year was 1933, and uh, just to set the scene, it's almost Christmas time. Um, there's a family, the Earl family, and they have a three-year-old daughter.
0: They're, none of them are wearing flapper dresses because it's too cold.
1: Also, it's Alabama, so...
0: Um, the new woman doesn't defi- isn't defined in Alabama the same way.
1: <laughs> they might be wearing flapper dresses. Um, So their daughter, Nadine, three years old, um, all that she wanted for Christmas was a dollhouse. And she kept asking for the dollhouse and asking for the dollhouse. And unbeknownst to her, her father was actually building her a life-size dollhouse that she could walk into and play in. And it was in their backyard, set a little bit away from the house. Um... They had a little bit of a devastating blow because Nadine actually ended up, um, she got diphtheria. And as a result of the diphtheria, she caught pneumonia. Mm -hmm. She ended up dying right before Christmas. Uh, So her parents, um, their names were Julian and Alma. They finished the dollhouse they were building for her. And they actually put it over her grave, and they put her some of her other toys and some of her favorite things inside of that
2: house. I see. I'm already creeped.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Explains the very out of date, old fashioned dolls.
1: Yes. And furniture. Yes. So Julian and Alma, I don't know. I couldn't find any further information about whether or not they went on to have more children. Uh, but I do know that they were pretty. Um, pretty stuck on this event. I mean, as I'm sure the the devastating loss of a child would be, um, but they continued to go back, and they even um, they had a fifth birthday party for her with all of her classmates. Whoa. And so the thing that you couldn't identify Jennifer was actually an old timey tin printed photo of her whole class. Oh um, wow! At the gravesite, and I actually have uh, that picture. So, that I can if show I'm you. a
2: parent, do I really want to send my children to some dead girl's birthday party? Right. I mean, you might in Alabama, though.
0: Okay, because um, Alabama still carries some of the Creole like mythologies into the state, and you know, it's 1930 something. Like people are used to people dying. Like okay. that's a thing.
1: That's that's somewhat. which is what one of the things that kind of stuck out to me that it's not it wasn't uncommon at the time to lose a child as devastating as that would be it was sort of what I considered a big gesture to build this type of literal monument to this child Um, I have the picture here and it has what seems to be because the town is very small where my family is from um, it seems to be probably all of the children in the town came to her, I think it was her fourth or fifth birthday party. Yeah, it
2: looks like a good, like, almost 40 kids Oh, there. and they're
0: all dressed up, too. hmm I mean, that's, that's actually pretty kind.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I, I know, like, the question is, you know, whether or not it was a little bit strange, um, to have, like, a birthday party in a cemetery and whether or not you would want your kids to go there and I, I found a blurb online about this it says the birthday party didn't have the customary air of celebration although cake and ice cream were served the guests may have felt uncomfortable running and playing the guest of honor had died four months earlier and guests were celebrating atop her grave
2: that's the part that I find strange, that they're celebrating literally on top of where she's been buried. Mm-hmm. That they're, like, playing around and running around on top of her gravesite.
0: Well, if you think about how long the Earth has been around, and you think a lot about how long humanity has been around, the chances are that you have celebrated something on top of somewhere where somebody well, has died or was, you know, decomposed or buried at some point. Pretty high. Mm-hmm. Pretty high. Well.
1: That's fair. Um, I think that it's a little bit different when you're talking about like planned situation, purposefully yes. yeah. doing it. Mm. Yeah, and and so her parents continued to like keep up this house. Um,
0: it was in years. great condition. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. picture showed it in great condition. The huh.
1: community actually took over after they had both passed. The two graves that are in the front yard of the house are her parents. Aww. and it does have their names, but it also their epitaphs is. Daddy of little Nadine and mama of little Nadine. So they're even kind of in their afterlife known specifically as being her parents. So they, I really they were... wouldn't
2: be surprised if they didn't have any other kids. If they right. just, even if they could, opted not to.
1: Right. I mean,
2: clearly that little girl was their whole world.
1: Right. While this site is not officially haunted. As you guys could see, there's, like, a lot of kind of creepy old dolls and things, which makes sense because they were hers in 1933. Uh, But people have continued to bring stuff over time and leave it as gifts for her. Um, It's kind of a place of pilgrimage for a lot of people who are into sort of, like, the weird U.S. stuff. Like, Mm. it's one of the stops on um, sort of the... Weird US road trips that they talk about, and there have been some reports of some unusual activity. Mm. Particularly, people will leave gifts for little Nadine at nighttime, and in the morning, they'll already be inside like they'll be inside the house. Um, we know that the community keeps up maybe about once a week to a couple times a month, so. It would be very unlikely that somebody would be moving inside. Is the door locked? Yes. Oh. People have also reported that the house is sometimes hard to photograph. So they might take a picture of it, and then it'll come out distorted. Um, As you guys saw, you know, there are photos of it in evidence, but there have been a number of people who have reported that. At certain times, for whatever reason, it ends up... um, the digital picture especially ends up not being fully realized. It's somehow distorted or, or
2: Well, weird. even the picture that you showed me of the inside, it had, I'm sure, it was just a glare from the window. But it did its job at giving me the creepy factor. Mm-hmm. I
1: will say that, like, I felt very creepy there. Which is why, I mean, obviously it left an impression on me as a young child. I was probably about seven or eight the first time that I stumbled into this graveyard to look inside this little house. Um, and it, it did feel very strange, but I don't know that, you know, that, that there is any kind of paranormal activity. Um, but I, I kind of was thinking about this as posing the question to you guys, like, there we, we know that there have been a lot of different types of... <coughs> Strange monuments that are built to people when they die, and in fact, this isn't even the only dollhouse gravesite. I have another list of examples that we can talk Whoa. about a little bit later. Um, but I mean, is that kind of asking for paranormal activity? Like, <laughs> yes,
0: I mean, basically, you're just like, and come here, this is now your space to make people go, I'm alive. Yeah. And you're dead and now I'm freaked out because I don't understand what being dead actually means.
2: Yeah. Dance upon the grave of my dead daughter and celebrate her <laughs> with her, birthday. her dolls. Which <laughs> she probably does not want you to play with.
1: So would you build a would you build a monument on top of, would you want to have a monument built on top of your own grave? And if so
2: what would it be? A penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make sure that that gets shared with whoever is responsible for your final wishes, because I want. I want.
2: Yeah, I want some type of pornographic drawing put on my headstone, please.
1: Okay, I think that's fair.
2: And, and all of the, I want it in the shape of, you know, with maybe some bushes. <laughs> that, that's good, Giraffe. like ball bushes. Yes. Yeah. Ball yeah. bushes. Some hairy balls.
0: I mean, if you get the right set of bushes you can also get
2: like a good scrotum
0: going yeah yeah
2: i figured it would be it would be double double up as actual balls but bushy balls bushy balls yeah that's good i don't don't want flowers growing out of it note to self bushy balls (laughs) that's obviously (laughs) what i want in everything
1: okay well that's going to be on the internet now so we can make sure it happens
2: (laughs) please do i'm taking applications yeah. Um, well, and I die, I want to be
0: a tree, okay, but, you, can... you know, wherever I end up being a tree at, I do want, like, sigils of the fallen carved into my bark, mm-hmm. and then also, like, you know, creepy, like, occult stuff hanging, and, like, if somebody can do, like, the Blair Witch thing and get, like, mm-hmm. one good Blair Witch, like, hanging ornament, that would be good as well.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: I think, I think we- can... And I want people to
2: have picnics under me. I think we could see to it that that happened um what kind of picnics like where people eat the dead
0: i mean whatever kind of picnic like if you want to fuck under my my tree that's fine like if you just want to eat some cheese and drink some wine that's cool if like you had your foot amputated recently and hired a chef to make foot tacos Mm -hmm. and you invited some friends over please eat under my dead body tree
2: if you're a murderer and have children jerky and need a place to go you're not invited because i will fuck your shit up
0: I mean, like, people being weird, you're welcome in my space. People being shitty, just know I am evil in ways you don't know.
1: I imagine that you would be, like, the Whomping Willow from Harry Potter. Um, That you'd be like, yeah, werewolves, come hide inside of me. Like, there's a tunnel to get to a creepy old Mm -hmm. house that will protect you. But if I don't say yes first, if you don't press the knob, then mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the shit out of yeah, you. Yep, that's the kind of tree I want to be.
2: To me, I will kill you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I did look up some other examples, or unintentionally looked up some other examples. Um, I kind of went down a whole weird rabbit hole of different things that people have done for their um final resting places so their dead
2: children or just people in general just people in general mostly dead children (laughs) okay because that's kind of a theme well i would find that that's what fucks up somebody the most Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean that's that's a big loss for most people
2: it is it It ruins
0: marriages like that's how big Mm -hmm. losing a kid is
1: so this one is interesting kind of for that reason um Dorothy Marie Harvey was um the child of a family who was passing through Tennessee uh this is in Medina Tennessee and this was 1931 so just a couple years before the story that we started with and actually
0: for those of you who don't know um diphtheria and typhoid were actually very common in the 1930s and children and the elderly of course were common victims
1: yeah um dorothy died pretty suddenly and i think it was from diphtheria as well um, she her parents were traveling to actually go up north to try to find work and when they were passing through medina she died unexpectedly so the town people of Medina helped build um, a house on top of her grave because her parents actually had to leave her there. They kept going after she was buried and uh, left their child, you Whoa. know, in this other state. But the townspeople of Medina were very careful and, and thoughtful, and they wanted to go ahead and leave something for her because her parents were going to be so far away. So they did build um it's more like the one that we have seen where it's an actual structure over the gravesite uh this is a picture of it it's kind of like a white shed mm-hmm.
0: yeah it has um got it, i forget the name of the <coughs> the name of the boards for that the overlay ship, ship lap yep ship lap structure, it's structure. A little,
2: like screen door
1: yeah and uh, and so people say there's actually a lot more activity at this site. Um there are a lot of people who report seeing kind of a backlit child at nighttime playing with her dolls or talking with her dolls
2: inside of the house. I think funny enough like if I was if I was a child that lived in the vicinity, I would almost want to fuck with people and go be in the house. Yeah, go pretend I was this person's ghost but then I'm asking
1: to be haunted yes I mean I would hope so like I think that's kind of haunting karma
2: okay yeah. so we have
0: to pause here do you guys believe in ghosts no
1: I 100 believe in ghosts because I think I was very sensitive as a child, and we had some really weird stuff happen at Mm. the house that I grew up in. I actually considered telling that story. (laughs) (laughs) I lived in a haunted house. I considered telling that story. Um, So much to the point that my stepfather, who is like the most straight-laced person on the face of the planet, um, he came home one night and he thought that he saw a guy sitting in the corner polishing a gun and he told my mom, we're leaving this house and we're not coming back. And they left that night until the household They stayed in a hotel. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with weird things and the monsters in my nightmares were all people.
1: I mean, there are enough monsters, like real life monsters that...
2: Something tells me I should stop watching all of these damn crime related dramas, but
1: I don't think I they're cautionary tales. They
0: are. There's a lot you can learn about not being a victim.
2: I know to not go running in the park in the middle of the night. I know to not be married to a man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that
1: you are better to try to fight and make a scene than to play along.
2: I know that if it's in the middle of the night and someone who probably wants to hurt me because what the fuck else would you want to do if you were breaking into my home in the middle of the night and maybe I don't have clothes or a weapon or something to protect myself with, I can always pee on you as my scare tactic so that you're like, what the fuck did you just pee on me? And there is my opportunity to run out the door and go look for help.
1: That's very specific, but I appreciate that you
2: know that. I know all kinds of things that I could do to run. So, this is, this is an unusual episode because
0: we're talking about ghosts. Um, epi- one of the episodes that we talked about ghosts previously, it was 100% Believers. Because mm-hmm. uh, that was Jen and Emily talking about ghosts. <laughs> and then Emily and I talked about ghosts. And that is a non-believer and a believer talking about ghosts. And now it's two non-believer and a believer. Talking
1: about ghosts, Ooh. I almost feel like we should have a separate episode where I tell you like all of my evidence, <laughs> and then you guys can be like, "Oh yeah, but this. Oh yeah, but that." Mm-hmm. That should be another, and that to the ideas list. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that because I grew up in a place, and I. I was kind of raised by people who were open minded to the fact, so that might have to do with it like nature versus nurture or whatever. But from the time I was really young, I remember experiencing things that other people around me weren't experiencing, and I came to understand that as being sensitive, quote unquote, as a child. I think I have outgrown it, and I'm glad for that because I lived. Like I said on, uh, on our other podcast, I was a very anxious child, and I still am a very anxious adult, so I don't want to live with a ghost following me around.
2: I'm scared enough of things in general, thinking about the people monsters, that there definitely are out there in the world. I don't know that I want to introduce now another layer of potential threat.
1: Yeah, any ghosts out there listening to this podcast, we are not interested in being haunted. We're Actually,
2: scared enough, please.
0: Um, let them speak for themselves. If you would like to con- come haunt me, it's okay. I do have a certain set of requirements. Mm. Um, first off, I require offerings. Um, I'm going to need you to do some of my bidding. Like, I might need you to provide some light pranking towards enemies. Yeah. You know, nothing untoward.
2: If I were looking for a ghost, I would want a good story. Mm, I don't want a lame ghost. Like, I don't... No offense, grandmothers out there in the world, but I don't want someone who just lived a normal life up until the day that they just so happened to be taken from this world. I would want someone with a story.
0: That's fair. And also, like, maybe a ghost BFF. Like, somebody I can be like, so I'm going to get drunk and just, like, be a dick. You want to talk shit with me? Like, So if you want to haunt me, these just... Come talk to me. We'll figure it out. Anyways. A ghost so.
2: BFF that can be with you anywhere <laughs> and you can share whatever with. Jen,
1: I have to add, I'm
2: a little bit surprised that you,
1: you said you're a non-believer. I, yes. I'm a non-believer. I'm a little bit surprised because I know about your affinity for Zach Baggins and ghosts. is it ghost hunters?
0: Yeah, I can, I mean, I can be a fan of ghost and ghost adventures I mean, Ghost adventures. I'm very much a fan of Ghost Adventures. Hint, hint. <laughs> Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. <laughs> Just saying. Bro. I am a bro indeed, and a friend indeed. Who might also be a friend in need. Please <laughs> come on conscious. my fucking podcast. Anyways, yeah. I can be a fan of these things, but it doesn't mean I believe it them. Mm. And, like, I can entertain them. I can enter what I feel like mm. is the realm of the imagination i obviously live in the realm mm-hmm. of imagination. Yeah, wait,
2: I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like, and, like, judge you and call you a liar for having these experiences. Mm-hmm. Am I going to go back home and think that a ghost has followed me home? Probably not. But just, I believe in the experiences that you have had.
1: Just burn some sage anytime time you move into a place. That's <laughs> the lesson.
0: I just feel like I'm not saying that science has explained everything. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that I'm an extreme skeptic. And I'm sure that this is not anything surprising about my personality, but if you want me to live my life or make a decision or do work in a certain way, you're going to have to provide me with a substantial amount of evidence that says that this is right or a good idea. Mm
1: -hmm. I think we can get into all of them, (laughs) I and I would love, I would actually really love to because I have arguments for all of these things, but... Um, it, it is a huge digression, so I'm gonna yes. save that for back another
2: podcast. Minutia, Mimosa's and podcasting, yes,
0: and more gold, and more mm. gold, yes,
1: <laughs> gold. I love gold. Um, so there are two more, uh, actual dollhouse graves now. These are, um, they're examples where they're not so much of a playhouse style dollhouse, they're actual doll houses with little miniature things built on top of the grave. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so there's Lova Klein. Uh, she died in 1908, and she was five years old. Um, she lived in Indiana. And this is
0: also during the time of dysentery. Mm-hmm.
1: It didn't say what she died of, but yes, I wouldn't be surprised for a number of things, because people died for all different kinds of died reasons. Of everything, yes. Back then. Um, So they they built this dollhouse before her death, but she was actually, uh, she was known as kind of like a sickly child. She never was able to walk, so she could really only, she was stationary, she could only really view the dollhouse from her chair or her bed, and um, they later moved that and actually mounted it on top of her grave. Um it this is this one's kind of like a hybrid between the ones that we've seen. So it is a larger Oh, interesting. It's not really large enough to walk inside
2: of it. Not as a huh. grown person, no. But it and is isn't that like a flower
1: thing, like structure? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. There's like a planter are, in the front of it.
0: Do you remember like the timeout cards that you used to have in kindergarten? <laughs> Like, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Like, here's some fucking time-out flowers. <laughs>
1: <coughs> um, it's, it's a pretty structure, actually. It's got, like, a little, uh, kind of like a bay window off the front of it. And it's got a tin roof. And it's, I
0: love the roof. It's white.
1: I mean, um, it's almost, it's a little Victorian mm-hmm. in the styling. Yeah, It's the smallest one out of the three.
2: It the also th-
0: seems very northern.
1: Mm. Here's another picture of it. It's got, like, Ooh. um... Oh, yeah, look at those columns. It's got nope. some columns. Spiral
0: columns. It. And it looks like mm. they turn into, like, a tulip or some other mm-hmm. flower up top.
1: It is very Victorian, yeah, though. Definitely. Uh, where which, Where is this at? This one's in, in Indiana. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that uh, it has some Victorian, perhaps some German influence in it.
1: And then the final one was Vivian May Allison, and I couldn't really find a whole lot of information about her at all. Um, she was age seven. She was also in Indiana, not far from Lova Klein. Um, she died in 1899. Um, but hers was actually um, very Victorian as well. It's
0: oh wow, yeah, and that color is amazing. much more. Did they colorful. keep up the paint the
1: community people keep up the paint on that? I think so. This is a fairly recent picture from the Find a Grave memorial site
0: so it's a slightly darker lavender purple with white trimming and then a i'd say teal on the blue spectrum not teal on the green spectrum roof but the roof has no shingling Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so this kind of led me down a weird super weird rabbit hole of like other weird ways that people commemorate their graves and there are i will just say a fuck ton (laughs) <laughs> um there were so many strange graves that you can look up on your own. But there was there was one that I did want to mention, um, one last grave that I thought was of note. Um, and that is the grave of Timothy Clark Smith. And Timothy Clark Smith was actually really afraid of being buried alive. Um that so might- he was?
0: And then he died and was buried alive. We thought he was dead, but really he just knocked his head really hard.
1: So it sounds strange, but it wasn't uncommon for people to be buried alive for a long period of time. That's
0: true, actually.
1: Yeah, because they, I guess that like, you know, medical technology wasn't what it is today. So you were really just relying on the doctor's ability to be able to find a heartbeat or see that you were physically breathing.
0: I'm totally not doing research on that. So, <laughs> how to fake
1: your own death? <laughs> nope.
0: Totally. How to bury people alive? Oh, I totally. Haven't been looking at uh, being buried alive at all.
1: Just <laughs> saying. It's really, it's super terrifying, but com- it was a common phobia at the time. So, Timothy Clark Smith actually had sort of an ingenious way to combat that. Um, which was that he had a bell installed in his coffin, and he had a tunnel. I've heard
0: about this. Yeah.
1: He had a tunnel that went to the ground level, and there's actually a viewing window um, at the ground level that, you know, somebody, he could ring the bell, and somebody could come and open it up and let him out if they saw him at the window. Whoa. Um, Looks like a dog. trying to get in from the outside yeah it makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um it it was also pretty common back then for there to be a lot of like body snatchers Mm -hmm. so it was the time period this goes back to the victorians which i know we love um they were really kind of focused on a lot of anatomical exploration and research at the
2: time
0: oh and teeth were worth so much money
2: they were and And so you you use Teeth, or jewelry, Jennifer? dentist, <laughs> but mainly Wait, jewelry. are you putting dead people's teeth in other people?
1: Yeah. Yes,
2: that was that was a practice. You could make dentures out
0: of real of people's teeth, and then yes, jewelry like human bone was used a lot for jewelry. Um, it's a whole different story for a different day. Wow.
1: Yes, there's. Okay. There is a lot of stuff. I turned over a lot of rocks. I'm just <laughs> gonna say that.
0: Like, I, I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it again. Victorians mm. are the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. They're the worst.
1: They would But actually, they're so
0: interesting at the same time.
1: Yeah, they would actually go and because there was a shortage of cadavers, it was a pretty common thing that you would have uh, grave robbers. I'm sorry, how do you have a shortage of cadavers? Because they had using more people the cadavers for. They had more people doing medical research, trying to make dentures out of dead people teeth. And you'd have to,
0: just like now, you'd have to consent to have your body used for science.
1: They were very religious, so there weren't a lot of people who were willing to desecrate, quote-unquote, desecrate Mm -hmm. their body in that way.
0: Which goes back to the cannibalism episode, which, like, you actually have a right to your body parts for religious reasons, because if you die and you adhere to certain religions, Mm -hmm. you have to be buried with all of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, there were grave robbers who would go, and they were paid enormously for a fresh cadaver. So More
2: than
1: $200? More than $200 (laughs) in candy. Um, So, they would go, and they would actually dig up recently dead people and sell their bodies to have a number of things done to them so it became pretty common around the turn of the century that there would actually be these structures built i have a picture of uh one that was intended to protect or dissuade people from digging up the recently dead person and it's kind of like it's a little bit less i would say like less structurally sound it's like a doghouse yeah it, it's kind of like a white picket fence with a roof over it I'm sorry. Are people supposed to live in there? People are not supposed to live in there, <laughs> but they—it's
0: it, an obstacle for that creates. It makes it harder to dig up the body. If oh, a structure so
2: these it. are more houses that were on top of people's graves. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, kind of like a vault, mm-hmm. I would say, but um, a less wealthy person's vault. Which you see a lot of in the American South, Mm -hmm. um, especially around that time. Um, So, there is one more thing that I want to mention, which is um, that this rabbit hole took me to a lot of really interesting places um, regarding dollhouses and death.
2: Mm, I Um, like this combination.
1: There are people whose job it is to build dollhouses of crime scenes. What?
0: That reminds me of that scene in Hereditary.
1: Yes. How interesting. It helps them with crime scene reconstruction. Um. And so there are actually forensic anthropologists whose jobs it whose job it is is to build an actual dollhouse to
2: scale hmm.
1: of crime scenes.
2: I might enjoy this job. I know. I thought
1: you might. That's why I brought it up.
2: Yeah. Well, because I can understand it, because I'm assuming after a period of time, they have to give up the crime scene to whatever property owner there is, mm-hmm. which means that if you want to continue to go back and further analyze the crime scene, that you're screwed, unless you decide to go with that. So if you've got something going on over a long period of time, like the stairwell on Netflix... Mm-hmm. In which you've got appeal after appeal, and but you only have like photographs and videos to go after. Then something like a dollhouse built to be exactly like that house would be very beneficial for you. Yes. Cool. I kind of want a dollhouse to mirror the house from the stairwell. Now There are just oh.
0: So. I was just going to say, what everyone is witnessing right now, whether they realize it, is Steph's career change.
2: Yes. I'm so. quitting my job and going to figure out who I need to get as my mentor. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: There are a number of pictures online of these dollhouses that are crime scene reconstructions. And there it, there is, in fact, one kind of prevalent person who is sort of the the main thought leader I think a lot of this stuff today is done by computer model mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you but the robots um, can you
0: use can you use a computer oh I might I mean you're still in then. yeah so
1: it's even it's... easier and then for fun you can just
2: you know build the build, dog, them. Dog, build, yeah, <laughs> the build them build yeah just build them that's off your hobby the clock. <laughs> Yeah. I sell them on Etsy yeah, I have go. my death dollhouse shop. I think
1: there's a, I think there's a <laughs> real market out there. If the Victorians taught us
2: anything, <laughs> yes, that's true. I've just, I've thought of my next project. I, I or first yes. project, I guess technically because I'm lame and I wouldn't have anything to claim. <laughs> other than this.
0: This does mean that you're gonna have to figure out how to use a hammer and a saw.
2: God damn it! Yeah, I can you're help welcome. you.
1: Oh. partnership
0: 50 50
1: i like it i'm
2: in
0: (laughs) so anyways you have a thought leader a lot of people do this by computer modeling
1: but this person was kind of known especially in like the mid early to mid 90s as like the person that would build these um you know actually correct murder scene dollhouses and there are some really beautiful images out there if you google like I don't know murder dollhouse because I fell down the rabbit hole and got there by clicking a lot of random stuff
0: um and you didn't get any viruses
1: I didn't get any viruses good for you but I do use a mac so um yeah (laughs) (laughs) to be fair (laughs) less likely it's possible there are viruses I just didn't catch them Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, in a nutshell, murder, death, children dying, doll houses, grave sites.
2: Ghosts. Ghosts. Weird parents.
1: Yep. Yeah. And Alabama. Alabama.
0: Thanks for, uh, making an appearance on the show, Alabama. We always appreciate it when you come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what did we learn? God, don't have children. Okay, don't have children. That's good. That's good.
1: It's really important to think about how you would like for your body to be disposed, and if you want somebody to create a monument that welcomes your ghost back, or not.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that's the thing that sticks out to me is that a dollhouse can be for play, or it can be for murder investigation.
2: Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Playhouse
0: for death. Playhouse for death. But then again... That seems like the natural cycle of things. It seems like it's on the
2: same pole and much like very young children and very old people are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would imagine that after this episode, Interlude, what it is to be called, I don't know, comes out, that then there will be a movie out there on Netflix. About death dollhouses. About death-related dollhouses. I just or want... haunted death playhouses on grave sites.
1: Yeah, I just... I just want a thank you in the credits.
2: And maybe $100. in candy. (laughs) $200 if you're feeling generous. Yeah, please. We have to share. Come on. (laughs) Well, I
0: think that is a wrap.
1: All Things Terror is written, recorded, and produced by two amateurs, Jennifer and Emily. Our sound editor is Clint. Intro music is by Cosimo Fogg. Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more
2: people find us. Goodbye forever.
0: But yeah, Clint, cut out for a
2: minute. Clint, cut it out. Cut yeah, it, no, Clint, Clint. it cut out, Clint. God. We have visitors. Some puppies coming back. I saw him walking out with things. I expected him to walk out with like six more leashes. <laughs> 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 Just to purposefully <laughs> drill it. <in. laughs> Talk about my leash habits. Let's get five more. That's what I imagine men talk like, obviously.
1: I don't think you're wrong. No. And women also yeah. spit out hairballs from their vaginas. Yeah, from their vaginas. Vaginas.
2: Vaginas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> keep that in. No. Please do.
2: <laughs> or, you know, laugh at it on your own time.
1: That's fine.
2: Just please enjoy our buffoonery. I think Jennifer would like it, though. Yeah, buffoon vaginas with hairballs. <laughs> vaginers. Just vaginers. I'm sorry. Let me get it straight. <laughs> do buffoons are buffoons? <laughs> <laughs> like, do we have male and female buffoons? I feel like suddenly I described buffoon vaginas as vaginers um, without having enough information about the, the buffoon animal type.
1: I think you're thinking of a baboon.
2: Oh, with the red butts?
1: Yeah, that's a baboon, not a buffoon. <laughs> so
2: there's no animal? <laughs> no, a buffoon is just like oh my God. somebody who's stupid, I think.
1: <laughs> How dare you be happy
0: with me?